Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos, where we present tips, tools, and techniques to help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor at Lokahi Counseling. This channel and the Calming the Chaos podcast is for those who want self-help and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like the information, please subscribe to my channel and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. Thank you, Lisa, for joining us on Calming the Chaos today. I am so excited to hear your story about pod courses and how you got them to work through the NBCC. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm thankful that you've asked me to share because it has been a process and a journey and there was a lot of chaos <laughs> along the path to getting here. So thanks for having me, Tracy. Yeah, for sure. And I know a lot of therapists listen into this show and they are probably going to be very interested to see what your process was. So let's start out with a brief intro and tell some of our listeners who don't know who you are, sure. who you are and what you do. Sure. So, hey, everybody. Um, it is great to meet you and to connect. My name is Lisa Mustard. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in South Carolina. I'm only licensed in South Carolina. And for the past, I'd say 10 years, I've worked primarily with a military population. Um, I'm a full-time employee of, um, of a military branch here in South Carolina. And so that is where I have really cut my teeth on uh, a lot of things. Um, and a couple years ago, I kind of hit... I would call it burnout, um, a little bit of this, you know, looking for a new challenge in my work, kind of hit the glass ceiling with how far I can go in my position. Um, and so I was looking for something new that I could do. I thought about going into private practice, but honestly, Tracy, I did not want to go from a full-time job of sitting with people and, you know, then to a, an office where I was away from my family and I was exchanging time for money. I didn't want to do that anymore. Like, I, I, I love the idea of residual income, of passive income. And I thought, well, how, how can I make that work for me and my family? So when I, um, I was at a conference two and a half years ago here in South Carolina, and I, I won't say one because it's a fabulous, it's a fabulous conference, but it's a really big regional conference. And I was sitting in the audience and I was like, uh, it's, I'm so glad this is happening in a beautiful city here in South Carolina, because I, I just wish I could be somewhere else. Like I'm watching the speakers, I'm checking the box. I'm thinking, what am I gonna have for lunch? Like, I just, I knew I needed the CEUs cause for my license and it, and I, but I was also just like, check the box. And I was, as I was thinking about this kind of like, oh, here we go again. I was looking around the room and there was like this line in the sand of, I call them the master therapists, like the old guard therapists that they are hanging on the every, they're, you know, 60 plus, and they've been doing this for 70 years. And they just like, the, looking like these old wise elders, and they're just hanging on every word of the presenter, taking copious notes. And then I look over at the other side of the room, and there's the Gen Xers and the millennials, and we've all got our phones out. And we're just like flipping through our phones, and we might be paying attention, but we're flipping through our phones. And I know that they're thinking a lot of what I was thinking too. And I got, I wish there was a way to take information on the go because how cool would it be if I was walking the beach over at Folly Beach right now, listening to something that I could get my CEUs and have an awesome experience and environment that I really wanted to be in. So that just kind of got me started to think about, well, what, what would it be like to create CEUs for therapists a little bit different? 
And so that idea kind of like was in the back of my mind. And then honestly, a few months later, I was chatting with a friend who is a speech therapist and she really handed me this idea and said, yeah, speech therapist, they just asked me to create a podcast for CEUs. And so I'm doing this for speech therapists. And I said, would they have any interest in doing this for talk therapists? Because I really think there's a market for this. And she said, no, we only are speech therapists. That's all we do. She's like, but why don't you start it? And I was like, yeah, right, sure. And then I was like, why don't I start it? You know, so that's really how the idea came to be. Um, and I looked around and kind of started to do my own research as to what what was out there. And, you know, I didn't see anything like out there that I had kind of visualized creating for for our peers, I was really solving my own problem um, more than anything. So that's really how the idea came to be. And so I just, I just started one day and I, so my first, um, so I first got approved in South Carolina to be a provider for CEUs. And that's not really difficult if, uh, at the state level. It's if you guys are looking at your state level to become a, a CEU provider, just go to your board, the website, look at what they require. Sometimes it's paperwork. Um, it's actually gotten easier here in South Carolina than it used to be. Um, so I did that pretty quickly with a couple of my episodes. But I knew that a counselor or a marriage and family therapist in um, you know Georgia probably couldn't use South Carolina credit. So I had my eye on the the bigger prize of MBCC um, approved provider. So I started to, you know, look into what that would take. And so MBCC being National Board of Certified Counselors, is Correct. that? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they are the ones who will approve you to become a provider of CEU or continuing education units credits for counselors that they need, like check the box, right? Yeah. (laughs) Those CEUs. Yeah. And so um, also for LMFTs, a lot of the times the state, so if you're like here in South Carolina, MBCC is an approved provider for LPCs and LMFTs. So I kind of looked around at all the other states and saw that most states are going to be in a similar position. Some states are different. Um, I'm not so much worried about them. I just wanted to get that MBCC credential because I knew that um, I would then open myself up to, a, you know, across the country. And so that's really what I wanted to do. Yeah. So pod courses, is that, is that a word that you made up or is that, that a word that is a thing? And I just don't know about it because I'm no, not that hip. I honestly think my friend mentioned it. I, I don't know if that's what they call their courses, um, but I just, I, I don't know if she mentioned it or I kind of came up with it. I don't recall, but it just makes sense. It's a podcast and a course. Um, and once you kind of get the hang of that, you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But at first it's kind of like, what? well, what is a pod course? You know, like if you're not used to that term, like what the heck is it? Um, and if you go to my website, like you'll see uh, what is a pod course under, you know, frequently asked questions. So it tells you exactly like what it is. But a pod course includes the content and all of the content is through a podcast. It's through an interview. So um, and all of the pod, all of the interviews are free. So you can go and listen to that interview anytime you want. And if you decide that you like it and you want to go ahead and get the credit for it, then you would purchase the self-study quiz. You have to complete the evaluation and then you get your certificate of completion. Um, but the information is free. And I knew from the get-go, I wanted the information to always be available for therapists because there's a lot of you know new, there's a lot of people coming through grad school and they need like, I felt like this would be great to help them kind of 
um, get more tools in their toolbox. If they have an interest in working with eating disorders, well, hey, you know, episode two is actually, um, she's an expert in eating disorders. So that information is always there for free. It's just if you want that credit, you have to then purchase the course on the website. I love that idea because that's why I started my podcast was to get free information out there. However, as you were talking, I'm thinking about all of the interviews that I've done with professionals and therapists and that they may be eligible for Mm -hmm. being a pod course. And so people who want CEUs can listen to them, take the quiz and get the CEU for it. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of now the people that you work with are therapists who have podcasts, right? So that's your Facebook group and your your podcast is called The Therapy Show. So it is, that's your audience right there. And you've got that all. And so you're interviewing therapists about therapeutic methods all the time, right? Yes. Yes, it's a big portion of, of what I do. And the, the group actually, just, just to let people know, the group is for therapists who would like to potentially get on a podcast. So I, And I also have podcast hosts in there that are looking for mental health experts that can come and be on their show. Um, because let's face it, life coaches, I mean, no offense to them, there's so many out there and they're always looking, you know, they've got groups for them to get on shows. But I was like, well, what about our peers who are licensed and educated and can really speak to their niche and to their expertise. And there's podcasts are just popping up all the time. So let's help find experts for these folks who want to, you know, really kind of get more into the nuts and bolts of mental health issues. Um, So I really want to help our peers, you know, get themselves out there and get their good stuff shining to the world because I have a mission for helping people just understand mental health issues and knowing that it's okay to ask for help. And we have this amazing group of peers that are, you know, are ready to help and to serve um, folks that, you know, want to do this type of work. So that's really what the group is for. So I just, I just want people to know that they can come join the group, even if they're not a podcast host, but they're a mental health clinician. Yeah, absolutely. And and so therapy and therapists are, are really a big thing with you. I love what you say about get your good stuff out there because we as therapists have good stuff. We all have medicine that we have to offer to people and it's all different. So with your content, it's already pretty much created then, right? Because you've done the podcasts. So at this point in time, you have the content out there because you've got all these podcasts and these interviews that you've done with these other professionals mm-hmm. that are CEU worthy, if, if I can use that. Mm-hmm. And so then what is the process that you had to go through to get accredited with NBCC and actually get these pod courses registered for CEUs? Right. Yeah, that's that is the big question. And that was the question that I had. I was like, oh, how do I so how do I um, create an interview where we cover um, all the different things that need to be included for uh, one credit hour? Because I knew that um, I didn't want to go over an hour. I mean, but down the road, I might have like, you know, um, different. Like I want to break them up in an hour because I feel like that's digestible for most people. They're out on a walk. They're you know in between sessions. You know that kind of thing. So how you have to do it is, of course, when you create a contact continuing education contact hour, it's education. So you have to have learning objectives. So that was the first thing that I asked my guest is if we're going to make this a, a continuing education pod course, can you give me three to four learning objectives that we want our listeners to take away? So that's really where we start. Um, I'm also looking for people who are 
you know, subject matter experts like my friend, Dr. Ray, like Dr. Ray and Merck, she's been in eating disorder treatment for, I don't, she's going to shoot me if I say 30 years, maybe, but she's been doing that work for 30 years. And so she's the first one that I thought of. And I said, and she's done the presentation like this so many times. She's a psychologist. So she's pretty much already, you know, she's like, oh yeah, I've got a presentation. Let me pull it out and let, we'll just, we'll massage it to what um, it needs to be for you to get approval. So what you, what I really had to do was create the learning objectives. The information has to be, since it's a pot, since it's audio, it has to be at least 60 minutes to qualify for one contact hour. So I knew that we had to talk and share information for at least 60 minutes for it to count, you know, minute for minute. And then from there, um, I had to create a self-study quiz. So the information that you know, she gives, I went and I created a quiz. Um, you always have to have an evaluation. They pretty much tell you what you need in your evaluation. And then you have to be able to give them a certificate of completion. And then there's also the back end things of, you know, records management and being able to show them when they audit you, you know, the evaluations that have come through. Um, and then you have to have a type of learning management system that, so I had to create all of this for NBCC to actually kind of like, walk through as a consumer on the end, like pretend that they're a consumer, but they're also watching it with the reviewer's eye and they're going to go through it with a fine tooth comb. And then they sent me feedback on, okay, this is what we need you to do for us to feel comfortable giving you this credential moving forward. Um, so it was, I sent, and it's a lot of paperwork. You have to show them that you are, um, you know, a business entity. Um, you have to do a little bit of some legal paperwork, like operation agreement, you know, a lot of this stuff though, you can Google search it and you can figure it out. Um, and it was really was the paperwork probably took the longest. You have to show me you have a business account an LLC or whatever it is your business entity is, um, fill all the paperwork out. And then you send them that with a check and you hope to hear back from them within six to eight weeks. However, you know, talking about the chaos is I sent that off. I want to say I sent it off in January. Yes, I, I want to say in January. And um, Tracy, I just heard like three weeks ago that I was fi a final approval. It took it took them because of COVID. It took them. They even said a lot longer to get it, you know, to back to me. And I had, I had heard from other peers that it could take three to six months. Um, but it, you know, was a little bit longer because of COVID-19. But once I got um, going with it and got like the initial review back, it was really wonderful to work with MBCC. Um, the woman I worked with, she was just really helpful. And, you know, cause ultimately they want you to succeed because, you know, you're kind of like, um, you're, you're paying them for this credential. So like they understand that they want you to be successful with it. Like they want you to be able to provide their, um, their, their stamp of approval. Hey guys. Um, and so that was a learning, learning how that all works. And, you know, you have to, um, you can, there's a lot of different ways to look at it and being, I have to be like the content creator and the administrator, so that was interesting, like kind of wearing two two different hats, um, two different roles. But, you know, right now um, I have four courses up. I have more coming. Um, and the hard part, honestly, to like get them finalized and get them up is, is like, it's just the logistics. It's like finding time in my day between my clients and between my kids because I'm homeschooled. They're at home, e-learning, like just getting that focus time as a mom and as a um, oh, employee and entrepreneur to like, I've got 20 minutes. Can I really make a dent in this? Or sh should I be focusing on something else? 
Um, so, and you, you also, the chaos also came in. It was taking so long. I almost gave up, you know, over the summer, I remember saying to my husband, like, okay, well, what happens when I get this credential? Like, I got to market these courses. I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I got to market this. Like, how am I going to get this out in front of people? And I think anybody watching who's an entrepreneur, you know, that's always the hardest part is getting people in front of your stuff and letting them see that you have this available. And marketing costs money. Um, you know, getting the MBCC credential, you know, you have to pay them a fee. That costs money. So it, it was very, um, I almost just gave up at one point. Like, is this worth it? Should I be spending my energy somewhere else? And um, focusing maybe on doing something different, but I always just came back to, I love this podcast. I love the people I'm connecting with. I want to provide value. I'm going to keep going. And down the road, if I have to, you know, shift and pivot once again, I'm not afraid to do that. Um, I've learned so much along the way. And I think that COVID-19 has shown me that I've been saying this, you know, every day, I swear three times a day, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And, um, I don't know, it's just been a journey. Nope. Sure. So did you, you had to create, now you had the content, as I said before, but then you actually had to create all of the, the uh, quizzes, post-tests, and the platform had to be up and ready for NBCC to look at it and see. Mm -hmm. and once they looked at it, they had to offer you some feedback. And after you'd sent in your check and everything, they offered you some feedback. And so you had to maybe tweak, tweak it a little bit and get it to where they would accept it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That so much wasn't the hard part. Um, it was more, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the details of the things like, um, I'm trying to think of something that was kind of a big deal. Like, oh, I had to have the titles were kind of inconsistent. Like on my my podcast graphic episode, it said one thing, but the title of the pod course was another. Or like on my website, it's lisamuster.com, but you know the therapy show was approved. So it was like we had to get consistent across the board. And I never thought about that, but they, you know, that's where their mindset is. And she's like, look, trust me, someone's going to have an issue with it if we don't, if we're not concise across the board, there's going to be one person and we just, we're looking out for you. And I said, okay, well, we, we can do that. Um, another thing too was like the evaluation. I think I forgot to have a question in there. And, you know, if it was me um, doing all the IT and back end, it probably would have been a um, but I have I have to hire somebody to do that because I don't I don't know WordPress I don't know we use I use a thing called um, LMS I think or Learn Dash and so he he was it was better for me to hire somebody to learn how to do Learn Dash and kind of be able to do it fast versus me spending sleepless nights trying to understand how to do all of this so I was also working with. Um, a contractor that I hired and, you know, he had other jobs going on. So like him being able to work on it when he could get to it and then us going back and forth, like sometimes I'm texting him while I'm, you know, picking up my kid at a piano lesson and he's at soccer practice. And, and so, you know, just trying to try to like, okay, this is what we need to do for NBCC. And the poor guy was probably like, I don't, I don't understand why they're so picky, but okay, we'll do it. And, um, and then just like the flow of how the consumer, the consumer experience, you know, we ended up changing a couple of things as we um, kind of tested out more and more, um, you know, things like that, that were like kind of, I wouldn't call them nitpicky, but they had to, they had to change. And it just really did help me think it through um, better, you know, like, because I'm always thinking about the end result for the consumer, like what is, what are they going to appreciate and what's going to be easy for them? Right. So yeah, that was, that was a lot. 
for sure. Um, and then deciding, do we stick with learning with LearnDash or do we, maybe we move over to Teachable or do we move to a different platform um, was, was a big conversation. And honestly, that just came down to money because Teachable is more expensive. And he and I decided, okay, well, once you start making more money with the pod courses, then maybe you'll move over to like Teachable. But for the time being, um, everything I need right now is on LearnDash. And it's a lot less expensive than something like Teachable. Yeah, I think that if people are thinking about doing an online course or like what you did, a pod course, they are looking at those different platforms that are out there. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a couple of them. And so that was really helpful to know that LearnDash is one of the ones that is not that expensive and that that's a great philosophy. Mm -hmm. Going to one that maybe like Teachable is a little bit more expensive after you've been able to get those people to buy your courses for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think I met, I have actually signed up for my first free yeah. CEO from you. And I'm so excited to be able to listen to a podcast on eating disorders. I'm a certified eating disorder specialist. And so those sorts of credits go toward my certification every year, anything that's eating disorder related. So I appreciate the fact that you have not only given it to me for free, and <laughs> yeah. is free, right. that it, it applies to my own specialty area and credentialing. So I, I really appreciated that not only the, do you have uh, an email list, but you sign up on an email list. Mm -hmm. And this is how it works. This is how it works with Lisa. If you want to get started with her, I think the best place to go is on to her website. Mm -hmm. On her website, there is a section on her website that says pod courses. Mm -hmm. And if you want to sign up, for one, you could either listen to them for free, like she said, or you can sign up as a professional who needs a CEU. The first CEU is free and you sign up for an email and the email comes and it's an introductory email and then you get a link to the pod courses <laughs> and she'll give you a code that is a that you put in and it just gives it to you for free. My experience was great. And you okay. go onto the site and you just sign up and then you have the course right there. You just hit play and you listen. Now I haven't taken the test yet. So let's just reserve that. Hopefully the questions aren't too hard. They're not, I, you'll be fine. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit how you went about developing the questions and also the feedback surveys. I think that would be a little challenging for, for people who have never done this sort of thing before. Yeah, well, honestly, um, what I do is for the quizzes, I go back and after we've, so what we do is we, we take the information, like we record it. And then my audio engineer, she go, she goes ahead and I say, Laura, this is going to be for a CE contact hour. So it needs to be at least 60 minutes. Um, we don't put any ads in it because I do have ads in some of my other podcasts and she just takes it and she knows like what it needs to sound like. So afterwards, I go and I listen to it and I listen to it and I write the questions from it. It's, it's a challenge. I enjoy it. Um, it's just, you know, getting it out in front of people. I think that's the hardest part, you know, yeah. marketing it. I, I have to say that that's probably been my number one challenge too with my podcast is getting mm -hmm. people to listen to the podcast, but then also having your philosophy of, you know, I'm not going to quit. I believe in the message. I believe in, in the mission and I believe in what I'm doing and that there are people out there that benefit. And so I, I, when you were talking about choosing your podcasters or the people that are going to be interviewed, I was thinking about, I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor as well. And they, what they do is they give these printed out 
they give us, us these, they give us these pamphlets every year about all these courses we can take online. And I just go through and look at the ones that are going to be easy and fun. Yeah. And I, and I wonder too, you know, I like having something that is easy and fun and I like having fun when I learn. Right. So I think that the focus for me, if I should decide to follow in your footsteps one day and create yeah. some pod courses is something easy, something fun, something educational. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably what it is. And if, if people don't like it, then I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's like almost we need to almost have a test audience to see Right. whether or not this is going to be something that somebody else would be interested in just because I'm interested in it doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. And you know, I hear you, but I think most of us want to learn. I mean, I think learning in a fun environment, hearing, having some fun with it. I mean, I think back to the the live events that I've been to or the people that I've learned from, and they always make it relatable. They always have a good sense of humor. You know, I think, I think it is important because I mean, gosh, if you're going to be sitting there at a live event for three hours, like, please be entertaining on some level or please have good stories to tell me. Um, and I think that with a podcast or a pod course, it's it's a little more challenging because it's just me and the guest or the presenter talking. So it can be. Um, however, I will say that on some of the episodes, we do kind of go down like some stories and we do kind of share um a little bit of some client stories that would make sense in the context of what we're talking about. Of course, confidentiality is always there. Um, but, you know, when you look at the NBCC, what they will accept, there's a lot of room for different topics. Um, so, like, they have different different levels of different topics that you can talk about. So, first and foremost is always going to be, like, DSM criteria, you know, like, conditions, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, like that clinical speak, but they also have like theories and models and techniques. So there's that. Then they also have like some professional development in there. And then they also have, um, and when I say professional development, I mean like kind of like the business side of things. Um, like maybe you need to learn about insurance billing. You have to really look at it and see you can't, it has to be teachable. It can't just be like an experience. Mm -hmm. So like if you want to do yoga and mental health, you can't just like give a yoga class and hope that they're going to give you credit for it. They're not, they're going to say that's, that's really not what we're looking at. We're looking at how does yoga affect, you know, the body? How does it affect the brain? How does it help with stress? Like they're looking for concrete research, you know, really is kind of the way I look at it. Um, but then they're also looking at other things as well. So like nutrition and mental health or, um, you know, how your gut, your gut and mental gut health and mental health. So there's a lot of different areas that you can kind of pick and choose from. It can be a little overwhelming. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh. And that's another one I have is gut health and mental health presented by a pharmacist. So you do have to pick like. I wanted always to have like a professional person who was a subject matter expert. You know, I didn't want to just pick somebody who, um, no offense, but, you know, we work really hard on our degrees. We work really hard to get here. We have these licenses. We have these certifications. Like, I want to pick people who have spent their energy and time and their passion really focusing on their education. And not to say that, like, somebody else doesn't and, you know, can't speak to it, but I just have this passion for helping our peers really get themselves out there. Um, 
we're not taught that in grad school. They don't teach us how to get, you know, get in front of an audience. They don't teach us how to run a business. They don't teach us how to pivot our skill set if we desire to one day, you know? Um, I remember my my advisor saying, well, one day you might want to get your PhD because you might want to teach. Like that was that was the only thing that was ever said to me outside of like the clinical space. And I was like, no, I have no desire to get my PhD. <laughs> like, I want out of here. I don't want to come back. Um, so I thought, you know what? Like it's time that we use, I mean, I, I just have this passion <clears throat> to help other therapists like get themselves out there. I think, I mean, I feel like it's part of my, like ethics to help other therapists, you know, if I can. Yes. And you didn't have to get your PhD to teach people because that's what you're doing through your pod courses. So your intuition was spot on, Lisa. I am so, I'm just so happy to be your colleague and and friend, fellow podcaster, just to know uh, you through your journey. And I was very excited to see what you had said about the NBCC approving you. Because I know when we talked last, I think it was last year or early this year, you were just thinking about getting started with them. And so it's been a long process. Do you have any skills or tricks or tips that you have used to calm any kind of chaos, whether it be administrative, creative, family-oriented, time sort of thing, anything that you have used to just uh, calm of that overwhelm that happens when when you're yeah. creating such a big project like this. Yeah, so I so this is a kind of weird kind of like full circle, but I did an interview a few weeks back um that my husband introduced me to this concept called the headless way. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, so you probably would be really interested in this. Um so it's an interview with um he's actually a retired therapist over in the UK. His name is Richard Lang and he, for the past, I don't know, 30 years has been an advocate for the headless way. And it's hard to explain, but it's really, I want to call it like the simplest form of meditation. And I'm one of those people that I love the idea of meditation. I want to do it. But every time I would sit down to do it, I just was like, I can't do this. Like this doesn't work for me. Well, the headless way is, um, I want to encourage you to go and learn about it. Um, because it's, it's really about who we are at center. So if you, let's just do this experiment. So point your finger out and like point, I'm going to point at, you know, the coffee mug on my table. So here I am looking out through really one eye, but it's two eyes, one eye from from my head, right? And I see, I see a table or I see a coffee mug and then I'm going to point to my mouse. What is presenting in front of me is my mouse, right? So take your finger and turn it around and point at yourself. And what do you see? You can't see your face. That's right. You cannot see your face. So that's when they say you're headless. So what do you see instead? You are open for the world, for whatever presents to you. You are now wide open and free. And I mean, I had to listen to that many times and I had to go through many experiments to like really get that. But my husband introduced me to it. He's fascinated by this concept. And so when I started to like practice that, just just like just pay attention to what is presenting to me instead of feeling responsible for it or that I had to fix it and just let things happen and let things be. And I have a choice to follow that thought or to follow that that image. But things are just presenting to this the space wherever I look. And so that is what I've used really to calm the chaos. Because I remember this summer um, just really having moments of what am I doing? Should I even keep the podcast going? I thought about shifting completely and doing something different for the podcast. Um, 
because I was so frustrated that this MBCC thing hadn't happened yet. And I was like, I'm not going to get it. They don't, they don't see value in this. They think this is stupid. Um, so what I did was I, I practiced becoming headless and just enjoying what was presenting. And that really helps free my, all my anxiety. But then I also decided, well, what else can I do? The time is going to pass anyway. What else can I do that I enjoy? And so over um, the summer, I started some new mid, I call midlife magic episodes. So it's on the talk therapy. It's on the therapy show with Lisa Muster, but they're called midlife magic episodes where I just started interviewing people that aren't therapists, but they're doing unique and cool things in midlife. And I wanted to kind of pick their brain and get, get them to share not just information, but how to. Um, so I did that. And that's probably been, you know, the best thing that I could have done for for this anxiety or for this chaos because it really was chaotic um, late summer. I didn't think this was going to happen. And you almost gave up on it too. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Sometimes people can feel so overwhelmed that they want to give up on a project and you found some ways to be able to help yourself continue to go through and feel calmer as you're going through maybe separating the self from what's out around right. in front of you, which is the headless yes. way. Yes, headless. And also, yeah, midlife magic episodes. That's yeah. cool. I'll have to check some of those out um, because we do get very much overwhelmed and it's kind of nice to have something that we can fall back onto that is nice to know. Yeah. But- people are doing that are just like cool original things to keep people entertained or or learning or whatever it is that you you're doing so yeah. Yeah. well i just want to congratulate you for for doing this for for keeping consistent keeping on the path and keeping your show because i think i get a lot of value from it and so uh, i would like to just say that this is the therapy show with lisa mustard and she is on itunes apple podcasts and all other places that podcasts can be found. And on her website, which is lisamustard.com, she has all kinds of good things, including her podcast, which is embedded in her website. But then also she has her pod courses and they are up and running. First one is free for CEUs, if that's what you care to do. But the content is free, of course. Anything else you want to promote? or? Uh, yeah. Well, your episode that you um, came on my show early, was earlier this year. I don't even know when it was, Tracy. <laughs> but I love that episode. You need to come back. Maybe we could create a CEU together. That would be really fun. Um, be amazing. Yeah. So I've got a lot of areas of expertise. And a lot of people have wanted to know more about hypnotherapy. That's... Ooh to be a topic these days and how we could do cognitive therapy under trance so we can still bill insurance for it basically (laughs) still doing cognitive therapy but we're in a trance I think that's a a very much what people want to be able to do especially if they're trained to do hypnosis in sessions let's Um, do it that's awesome you can hypnotize somebody over the zoom (laughs) (laughs) who knew (laughs) yeah who knew right yeah so that would be great. And uh, let's see, anything else that you wanted to promote? Anything else? Mm-hmm. No, I th- I'm going to be doing some more midlife magic episodes coming up soon. Some anti-aging stuff, um, some stuff maybe around like faith and family and business. Um, just, you know, reaching out to people who have done some really cool stuff and bringing them onto the show. So that's, yeah, everything you can, you know, everything's at lisamustard.com. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. I just appreciate it so much. It's always fun to see you. Thank you so much and take care and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. If the information in today's podcast was helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. You can also go to my website at www.lokahicounseling.com for more resources for calming your mental and emotional chaos. This includes a CD I created that teaches you how to practice mindfulness in less than 10 minutes. So check it out. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.